Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, hits the right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back at the right sideline. Flex the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Swings down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. And it's good. Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew, and guys, I am back to bring you guys another fun-filled episode. Maybe not a lot of fun. It might be a little low energy. Might be a little stressless episode because I've been over here going through it, but I'll get into all that a little bit later. Let's run through these formalities so we can get down to the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Scrolling across the bottom of the screen, you guys are going to see the most important thing for us YouTubers here. That is that you guys hit the like button, that you tell someone to subscribe and ask them to turn on their notifications as well. You will be doing myself a grand, grand favor if you guys can make sure you do that. So thumbs up the video if you enjoy it. If you don't like it, hey, let me know. Don't give me a thumbs down, but let me know you didn't enjoy it, okay? I'm okay with that. Not every video is for everybody. I completely understand that, all right? But if you do like it, bang that thumbs up for me. Please, please, please. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Instagram and Twitter. Those handles are nothing but nine. That is the number nine, nothing but nine, E R. We also have Facebook. Oh, 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 sorry. We also have Facebook, Twitch, and uh, oh no, Facebook and Twitch. Those handles are nothing but Niners that are spelled all the way out. And head on over to the Patreon, guys. Tomorrow's going to be a really, really special day. A couple of videos coming to you guys exclusively on Patreon. We got a five dollar tier video coming. We got a ten dollar tier video coming, and the twenty dollar tier coming to you guys all tomorrow so make sure you guys are there and having fun with us okay so head on over to patreon.com slash nb9 e r s all right a little bit of something something for everybody all right uh you guys know who i am already you can't see my name is there a way for me to like get that to bump up somehow i don't i don't really know how to do that let me let me see here i, I don't really know how to get that to, to bump up there we did have an email nb niners at nothing but niners.com but i don't think that's working anymore i'm not sure I'm not sure. But anyhow, let's get to the, some of the latest news, rumors surrounding your San Francisco 49ers. The most important one. Uh, we're going to be turning the page, guys. We're going to be looking forward um, into the Broncos. And that's going to start with the news for today. Um, boom. Here it is. 49ers. Brock Purdy might play a series or two Saturday versus the Broncos. Kyle Shanahan said on KNBR. Okay. Now, why is that important? Obviously, we're all anxious to see Brock Purdy in person. You know, the, the training camp reports are coming out, and it seems like 
it doesn't matter what the training camp reports say, right? Brock Purdy throws a million touchdowns and a ton of pick sixes, and the response is, yeah, so what? It's practice. We're talking about practice. We don't care, right? Uh, but then Kyle comes out just yesterday. Sorry about that. Let's get a little tighter. Let's get let's get a little tighter here. Let's get a little tighter. Let's move up a little bit. There we go. There we go. That's better. Kyle comes out and says just yesterday that, well, the interceptions do matter. And I never want to see turnovers. Not only don't I want to see turnovers, I want my guys to take care of the ball. Now, that's a little contradictory to what all the people are trying to tell you that they say you shouldn't be concerned with the turnovers. Now, it is practice, so let's be very clear. These stats don't carry over into the regular season. We saw guys like Ryan Leaf say, damn, I wish they charted uh, turnovers in practice when I was a quarterback. I barely ever threw any, right? But in the real game, very, very different. We know that those numbers don't mean anything when the bright lights come on. Uh, flip side to that is our kicker, Jake Moody. What happened? Sky was firing automatic. Then all of a sudden he gets to a game with people in the stands and he can be frozen easily, easily, right? So it's all about perspective. It's all about what you want to see, what you want to believe. If you think it's a narrative, then you're going to run with the narrative. Oh my God, Brock Purdy is trash and he's no good and blah, 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 blah. Or you're going to say to yourself, yeah, it's just practice, right? But Kyle was asked about the interceptions and if they were concerned and if they're okay. He's like, no, they're not okay. I never want them to throw interceptions. Um, but each one has its own story. And that's true. That's very, very true. Flip side is Kyle was asked about coaching, right? Because then the other narrative that comes out is, well, we want them to be more aggressive in practice so they can know what they can and can't do in real games. And while that may be true, Kyle was asked, do you coach them to be more aggressive during practice? And his answer was, no, I think I coach him the same way, practice or in real game. So, I mean, you can take it for what it's worth. You can take it for whatever it is. We want to see Brock Purdy. We want to see him. This is this is the guy. He is the starter, right? So we want to know that whew, everything is going to be okay. I know I do. I know I do. I mean, look, he's obviously going to be okay. That's why they named him the starter. But I want to put my mind at ease and say, hey, you know what? This guy's okay. He's all right. Like I, I want to put my own mind at ease when it comes to Brock Purdy. All right. Um, we'll see what happens, right? He can go out there and look terrible, and it still won't necessarily mean anything. I don't think he will look terrible, but it won't necessarily mean anything. It won't. Uh, we're going to say it's practice. It was his first time throwing and blah, 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 blah. Like it's all, all the, like I said, the narratives are out there for the taking. The excuses are pre-built, pre-inserted, no matter which way you go. So that brings me to what we're looking for in this upcoming game against the Broncos. The Niners are back home. All right. The joint practices are over. So let's talk about what we expect to see from the 49ers, or at least what I expect to see. And guys, this isn't going to be some long, long show or anything like that. I will start getting uh, to the people in the chat. Shout out to all of you guys out there. I appreciate you guys. Um, I will start. Uh, responding to some of the comments and things like that. Um, but I just want to talk a little bit. 
I just want to talk a little bit about what I'm hoping to see, what I'm uh, expecting to see, and so on and so forth. I am hoping to see the starters for just a series or two. The reports came out today that the quarterbacks were under duress all day long with the starters, with the backups. It didn't matter. It was not a good day for the 49ers offensive line. Um, that same report was the day before as well. I would like to see some of these guys get out there and really, really show us something. I, I would like for them to get out there and show us something. Um, just show that, hey, like when it counts, when we know that they can hit our guys behind us, we can hold up a little bit better. I want to see some of that. I want to see it from the starters. I want to see it from the backups. I will say this. After doing a lot of film watching, a lot of film review, I know that there's a, there's this uh, Ilm Manning, the guy, the the offensive tackle from Hawaii. Uh, he's got this hype train going on right now. People are really, really pounding the table for him. Um, and that's cool. He, he had some good tape out there. But he wasn't the only one. In fact, left guard Jason Poe had a really, really solid game. Now, there was this one play where he gets inside the defender's chest. Like, I mean, it happens, like, quick. And he's little, so he just stays inside the guy's chest. The guy's arms are kind of flailing around around him. It's like, ah, ah. So, you know, like, he, he can't really do much of anything. And it works. Cool. Next series, the same exact thing happens. It was against Butler, the Raiders' uh, defensive Defensive end or de no defensive tackle, Butler. But this time, as as Poe is standing there, Butler does like this wicked turn and swipe, and it knocks Poe down to the ground. Now, normally, the ball, the drop back would have happened, the ball would have been out, and it would have been a non-issue. However, Lance held the ball a little bit longer, started to move around behind Poe. Poe gets back up, tries to get there to make the block in time, but it was too little, too late. Uh, that's when Butler made the sack and he did like the little Hadouken. Like you, you guys saw the little sack celebration. That was that same play. But he learned from that mistake. He was very, very busy. Got to the second and third level on a couple of times on the screenplay that was dropped by Mason. Oh man, he was the first offensive lineman to disengage and make his way down to the to the right sideline. He was there and ready to block, but it didn't happen. You know, um, there was just a lot going on uh, in that game for Jason Poe. And I was really, really, really happy about what I saw from him playing left guard. I want to see that continue. I want to see that continue. I'm looking forward to seeing if what we saw in that one little scene can carry on. That's really, really good. Not that I think that there's a competition for left guard. I think that that position belongs to Aaron Banks, um, you know, confidently too. Um, but what if he can play right guard? What if he can play center or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. We will absolutely see. I, I want to see that carry over. Um, a lot of people were upset about the reports today coming in from uh, camp, from the practice. They were specifically upset about the snap count for Trey Lance. There seems to be this notion that the team has given up on Trey Lance. I saw, no, I, I was listening to a, um, 
uh, KMBR interview with Jake Hutchinson. He said that uh, he thinks that as of today, and this was an interview from yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, he thinks that as of that moment, the 49ers would be more comfortable with Brandon Allen as the third string quarterback than Trey Lance. And this is the kind of stuff that kind of irks me. I'm not going to say kind of. That irks me a whole lot. A whole lot. The guy, a guy's not going to go from a starter in one year to the fourth string quarterback on a team. Not buying it. I don't believe it. And I get it, right? Right now, the thing to do is to pile up on Lance, and it's going to get you headlines. Now, the rest of that Jake Hutchinson interview was actually really good, and I encourage you guys to go out there and find it. If you listen to podcasts anywhere, you can download that, and you can listen to it. He said some really, really good things, some insightful things. Uh, he explained why certain things aren't a big deal. But I want to show you guys something. I'm going to share the screen with you guys. I'm going to pull up a tweet from Matt Mayoko. And this is this is what uh, why people were a little upset with the 49ers, and they think that they're kind of mistreating Trey Lance, okay? Um, 49ers quarterback update, practice 16. I don't care about the completion percentages or the interceptions. I want you guys to look at the total number of reps, okay? Brock Purdy with the 11 on 11, first team reps, 27 reps. All right, you guys can see the stats down there if you if you want to see that passing. He was 14 of 20. Trey Lamps, 11 on 11 reps, four. 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 You can see the passing stats, but it doesn't matter. It's practice, right? Three of three. Sam Darnold, 13 11 on 11 reps. One of seven. I don't care. It's practice. doesn't matter. Brandon Allen, who was back, got zero. How can you say that this guy is supposed to be the third-string quarterback getting no reps? He's so good that he doesn't need the reps? Is, is that what it is? Thank you, Matt Mayoko, for that breakdown there. Um, how, how can it be? How can both things be true? Why is Trey Lance, who was in competition for the starting position, only getting 11 reps when Sam Darnold, who was in competition for the, uh, I'm sorry, not starting, the backup position. I apologize. Sam Darnold and Trey Lance are in competition for the backup position. Trey Lance gets four reps. Sam Darnold gets double-digit reps, 13. I have an answer. I don't think we should be outraged. Let me, let me just start there. I don't think we should be outraged. I have an answer. And hopefully this answer makes some of you guys feel better about the treatment of Trey Lance. Okay. Prior to the game, uh, prior to the first preseason game, they asked Kyle Shanahan about how he was going to do the breakdown for all of his quarterbacks and what the, what the reps were going to be from game one to game two. And Kyle said, well, we don't usually play any starters, but that's subject to change. We're going to give Lance the first half, uh, Darnold most of the second half, and then we can flip it the next game, the next game being Denver. I think we're going to see the starters for one series, maybe two if it's a three and out. 
And then after that, the rest of the first half is going to be Sam Darnold. So I think this is a ramp up for Sam Darnold to go out there and get the second team's snaps. That's what I really, really think. Uh, I think that's why you see Trey Lance only getting four reps. He's going to play a lot into a lot of the second half this week, like Kyle said. So I don't, I don't, I didn't take it as an insult. I didn't take it as a knock on him or anything like that. It's just what I sincerely thought. I sincerely, sincerely thought that, you know, it's just a matter of my man getting ready to play the game. It's on Saturday. It's not on Sunday. You know, normally we would look at a, a Thursday practice and say, well, they got more time. There's one less day this week, guys. Keep that in mind. There is one less day this week. The team is not going to be super active tomorrow because it's, you know, recovery and get ready for the scrimmage on Saturday. Nigel says, can you pull up how many snaps Purdy had in preseason last year? I don't know if anybody was keeping count of that kind of stuff. I don't know where I would find that kind of information. He was an afterthought. I think it was it was like low double-digit numbers. I think it was like a total of 11, maybe. I don't I don't think it was a I don't think that was a big deal. But you know what? Landlord is right, actually. Let's let's take a break. Let's take a quick break here. We're gonna talk about this. He says, uh, let's talk about Bosa's contract. And this is gonna be a quick conversation. There is no contract. He will be the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. And I believe that they will get this done next week. I think they get it done before the final preseason game. I don't know how much detail you guys want to go into. I don't know uh, if there's other questions that you have for me, landlord. Uh, You let me know. John V says, Mike, I will always believe that Trey should have had all of game one and Sam should have had all of game two and they split the third. That's interesting. You know, and Kyle even said so himself. Uh, he said it was really hard to not put Lance back out there for the third quarter. You know, and I was talking to Tony today on the phone. And Tony and I were were discussing the reps and, you know, Lance being a little gun shy. You know, he sees the read. The opportunity in the window was there, but he wasn't pulling the trigger. But then if you look at the second quarter or even later in the first quarter and then the second quarter, he was kind of making those throws and he was kind of pulling the trigger then remember the the touchdown pass that he saw the window and really tried to fit it in there that was late in the progression and it was deflected into the arms of uh dwelly you know good catch by dwelly there but it was the fact that he trusted the window now all of a sudden i would have loved to have seen what the second half adjustments would have been for lance i'm with you there john i am with you i would have loved for them to go in there and say hey look when you drop back look it was right there you you clutched you 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 pumped You should have released it. That was the right read. You were on it, right? So it's not that he can't identify it. It's not that he doesn't see it. There has to be like a trigger in his head that says, go, like release, do it, instead of the hesitating. And so the hesitating was the issue. I think that he would have done a lot better in the second half. But, you know, it's okay. There's a lot of season left. There's a lot of practice left. There's a lot of games left. Hopefully I don't lose power, guys, because it is a storm outside. You guys may hear some thunder. Um, If I lose power, I will jump back onto my phone and finish up the show. Um, I will end up wrapping up early uh, because I hate doing shows in the dark. All right. But I digress. 
They say Nick Bosa waiting for Chris Jones' contract to go over that. It's possible, but I I just I don't think so. One's an end, one's a tackle. I don't think so. Um, Chris Jones isn't going to get defensive end money. He might get high tackle money, but he's not going to get defensive end money. All right. Uh, let me see here. Niner Faithful says Joey Bosa signed his contract end of August. So we just have to consider that maybe Nick will sign then. And again, it's less about timing and more about um, just getting the language worked out. I heard someone say that they think he's holding out just, just so he doesn't have to participate in preseason. And the Bosa guys are in shape. They're going to be ready. Um, that's not anything that I worry about from that family in general. Um, and I and I sincerely believe that they're not afraid of a couple preseason snaps. You know what I mean? So he's a really tightly wound guy. I just hope that he's doing like agility training, you know, like his muscles. I feel like every time he moves or runs, like there's no more room to give his body. Like there's no fat. There's nothing that like gives away. It's just all like just raw, like. It's like a rubber band that's stretched all the way, all the time. Like he's getting every ounce of like juice out of his body that he can get. This Facebook user, I don't know what your name is, so I apologize about that. It says, what would the narrative, uh, what would be the narrative though if Brock wasn't throwing them? We'd be talking about how the defense ain't doing nothing. Iron sharpen iron. And this is another really good take on it, right? If it's positive for one side, it's negative for the other. So one can say that the starting defense is whooping the starting offense's ass. And but no one, no one's really focusing on that. No one's talking about all the interceptable passes that Brock Purdy has thrown as a starter. They say that he 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 goes through his reads quickly, he he gets rid of the ball quickly, and the defense is still jumping these passes. They're still deflecting these passes, they're still intercepting these passes and four pick sixes and all that kind of stuff, right? No one is saying, man, this 49ers defense, the starting defense is legit. No one's saying that at all no one's saying it right so facebook user that is an excellent excellent point that is an excellent point man i believe that they are doing really really well the defense is going to be incredible it sounds like it sounds like even our uh, Talanoa Hufunga, his th- our third-year safety, is having a, a phenomenal camp. He was mic'd up. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see the brick by brick that was out there. It's, it, it, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. It wasn't it, it? Feels like it's missing a little something, but it was entertaining nonetheless. Look at this green around the outline of my hand. What is this? What is this? My, my God! I don't like that at all. Uh, Callie says, Mike. Are you concerned about our depth at defensive end? I know I am. It depends on what you mean by depth, right? Uh, I didn't. I was not happy with the pass rush in the last game at all, like at all. Um, Farrell got around their left tackle. Uh, he got the sack, but the truth of the matter is, I I think that once the once the season starts, you really only need one other guy out there, and I think that that's Drake Jackson. I think Drake Jackson is going to be the guy this year, um, opposite of Nick Bosa. I think that he's earned it, um, and that was something else that I really liked hearing from him in the in the brick by brick. 
Uh, I don't know. It's something about when you like get to see these guys or hear the mentality. Um, you can gain confidence or you can lose confidence based off of what they're saying just in a regular conversation, their actions and all that stuff. And and I think Drake is is super focused. I think he's going to be really, really good this year. I do. All right. <laughs> I got the glow. Maybe I'm maybe I'm like a Green Lantern or something, right, Damon? I, I don't know, man. Sean says he didn't see it. Oh, so maybe it's only showing up on my end. Maybe it's only showing up on my end. My bad. Then I, I got to stop pointing out my flaws on camera. You guys can't see it. It's crazy, man. I went and got this shirt. I wanted y'all to see the shirt and everything and the Niners salute the service and everything. And I put on the, the you know, the tan fatigue color and all that. And then you realize, like, you can't even see it because of the solo layout. If I was on with someone else, you would be able to see a little bit better. But it is what it is. The last dragon glow, huh? Leroy! No more. Let me stop. But, yeah, man. So uh, I'm not concerned about that. I'm actually really excited about um, the defensive tackles. I think the depth of defensive tackle is going to be really, really good. I've heard nothing but positive things about Javon Hargrave, Javon Hargrave. Heard nothing but positive things about him. Uh, and I'm not expecting a lot from him as far as a pass rusher this year. I would be shocked if he got six sacks. I would be thoroughly surprised if he got six sacks. Um, that's not to say that he can't do more. Right. I'm just saying that I would be surprised. I look at him as Eric Armstead. That year, Eric Armstead had double digit sacks. Nine and a half. What was, what was it? How many? How many did Eric Armstead have? Hold on. I'll tell you guys. Uh, he had one really good year as a pass rusher. But he's not he's not a sack guy. Right. Like that's just not his game. That's not what they're asked to do. And Hargrave and him play the same position. So I feel like we shouldn't really accept. Uh, expect that from him. He had 10. I thought it was nine and a half. He had 10, 2019. But if you look at that, outside of that year, his next highest was six in 2021. So 2019, Super Bowl year, he gets double digit. And then to 2021, NFC Championship year, he's had six. He, that, that's, that's very, very similar to what Hargrave's numbers are. But people, I don't know if people didn't look it up. I don't know if they were expecting something different. But he's he's not that kind of guy. He's not a, he's not a sack artist. Hargrave last year had eleven sacks. Year before that, seven and a half. Year before that, four and a half. Year before that, four. Year before that, six and a half. Year before that, two. And the year before that, two. In the league since two thousand sixteen, has a grand total of thirty seven and a half sacks since two thousand sixteen. Eric Armstead has been in the league since 2015. One more year, 28 and a half sacks. I mean, tomato, tomato. I'm just not expecting a lot. All right. Bear, do you need to go outside? Oh, okay. Sorry, I hear the dog whining. Don't want any accidents. Or is he hungry or thirsty? I don't know what's going on over there, so. All right. Um... Let me see what else is going on here. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Bear with me for a second, guys. Uh, out. All right. Let's keep this show moving here. Um, let me see what you guys are saying here in the, in the chat. Mike, what about Bryant? Haven't heard anything from the DT. So, 
Austin Bryant? Is that what you're talking about? I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Um, I, I don't have any information on him. I haven't heard anything about him either. Unfortunately, people keep getting caught up in this quarterback stuff. They're not really giving us the breakdowns we want to hear about the team. If it's not the big names, we're not really hearing anything, right? I don't care to hear anymore about how good Brandon Ayuk is. I haven't heard Debo's name mentioned in many post-practice reports. I haven't heard Kittle's name mentioned in many post-practice reports. I take that back. I did hear Debo yesterday because they said that uh, Purdy had two nice deep balls, Pauls, um, yesterday, and one was to Ayuk and one was to Debo. But I don't think any of us are really concerned with that. I think we actually want to know what's going on with some of the depth guys. I want to know how Ronnie Bell is looking in practice. You know what I mean? Like, those are the receivers that I want to know about. I want to know about Ronnie Bell. I want to know about Danny Gray, right? I want to know if Winstead is doing anything. What about Tay Martin? I haven't heard Jawan Jennings' name all offseason. I haven't heard his name at all. Like, we've missed out on so much about the offense. We've missed out on so much about the defense. All it's been is a big war about quarterback reps and completion percentage. This is not why I want these guys out there. This is not why I want people to have field access. This is not why I want people to be able to see the practices. I'm not, I'm, that's, that's not the stuff that concerns me. Look, John V says it right here. He said, yep, that's the biggest bitch of all. We have missed out on so much due to this divide within the fans and all this controversy. Now, credit to the beat writers. Credit to the people creating the articles and all that. Unfortunately, the clicks are all going to the quarterback stuff. So they have to, they got to pay bills too, man. They got they got to get the interactions. They got to get the responses and the replies. So they're going to do what they have to do. Personally, I would want to hear some other things. But those kind of articles don't get clicks. They don't get clicks. Now, I will say that if you listen to Grant Cohn, uh, his, his, post-game or post-practice reports. He says the pros and the cons, but it's usually it's going to sound bad. It's usually around and surrounding the quarterback. Right? It'll be like, oh, Gibson almost picked off Purdy twice today. While he's bigging up Gibson and saying how good he's doing, it's really a jab at Purdy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's little things like that. Um, Every once in a while, you'll get a name that doesn't really have anything to do with the quarterbacks. You'll hear some, oh, this person dominated in one-on-one and, and things like that. So I, you do get those kind of things sprinkled in, but it's really, really hard to get like just a good in-depth analysis. Um, Jake Moody. Yeah, I, t- I talked about him. I'm concerned. I am concerned with Jake Moody. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I believe he's going to be the starter, but Kyle, Kyle said that it, it's supposed to be a competition. Kyle said that uh, the the plan was to put Gonzalez out there, but the problem, I mean, yeah, Gonzalez, right? Yeah, he said that, uh, but because because Moody missed those two kicks, he was like, I wanted to give him another shot. I'm sorry, because he missed that one kick, I wanted to give him another shot. They were supposed to be alternating, uh, but he didn't do it. He said, because he missed the kick, 
He wanted to see what he could do. He missed both of them. But he said that the plan is to alternate the guy. So maybe we will see some Zane Gonzalez. He said he's been too good to not let him get any reps in preseason. And maybe the lights might be too bright. Maybe the lights might be too bright for, for Jake Moody right now. Maybe he's got to earn that confidence. He's got to earn it, though. Don't just give it to him. Don't just give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Smith says, Kinlaw just sucked. I don't think so. He didn't. He barely got any reps. The couple of reps that I saw were pretty good. There was one where I saw him get uh, pushed to his knees. Um, he still got up and fought. I saw him uh, fight through two two blockers and still make a tackle. But he didn't. He didn't. He only played what three series. I don't know where the Kinlaw just sucks talk comes from. I'm not sure what people are expecting from from him right now. I, I don't know if you guys are looking for sacks. If that's what you're looking for, that's not what Kinlaw was boarding here for. Snotty was boarding here for. Could we honestly keep Zane just for insurance? Unfortunately, no. The team is going to have to make a decision on a kicker and keep him. And that's it. There's not going to be two kickers on the roster uh, at all. It's not going to be there. So I am excited for this next game uh, for another reason also. Not just because you know, we're going to be going up against the Broncos or we're going to be at home or we might see the starters, but we'll, we'll see. What's the matter? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he misses the kids or something. He'll be all right. Um, right. I'm excited for this game because we, what we saw last week, is not how preseason normally goes for the 49ers. That was the result of the dual practices, guys. This week, we will see a little bit more. Uh, we'll see a lot more on the field. We'll see a lot more. We'll see a lot more uh, emphasis on certain plays. We'll see a little bit of scheme sprinkled in there. We're not going to see a full game plan or anything like that, but we'll see the scheme being applied a little bit more. Last week was the vanilla of the vanilla. Like, it was just nothing. It was nothing. This week, we're actually going to see a little bit more. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, Mike McGlinchey is injured. I don't think you're going to see Mike McGlinchey. Let me let me just look up his injury real quick. Um, I don't think he's missing, like, significant time. I think he, I think he was slated to miss a couple of weeks, right? Let me see here. Hold on. Mike McGlinchey injury. Uh, this is from today. Uh, did not practice. Mike McGlinchey knee. Yep. Mike Purcell knee and Baron Browning knee still on the injury list. So they are without Kwan Williams, Caden Stearns, PJ Locke, Justin Simmons, uh, Tyler ba Beatty, Riley Moss, Mike McGlinchey. Chris Manhurt and Brandon Johnson. All right. Um, I don't know when McGlinchey is scheduled to be back, but I highly doubt that they are going to put him in. I highly, highly doubt that they're going to put him in. All right. Um, so, you know, that's something that we have to keep in mind. That's something that we have to keep our eyes on. But I don't think we're going to see McGlinchey against his former team. Hopefully he's on the sidelines. Hopefully, hopefully the team can go out and dap him up, show him some love. You know what I mean? Um, and the the Broncos, 
they got a lot to prove. I'm excited that we're going to be going up against Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. I, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be out there much, if at all. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited. They've got some good wide receivers that we can get some reps against. If they decide to play them, I, I don't know the depth of what they're going to be doing. Uh, but we will see a very, very different type of game plan this week than what we saw last week. The McGlinchey's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. McGlinchey, uh, he had a knee injury last week. He was carted off the field, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it is what it is. Rick Diaz says, sometimes, Mike, I don't believe what Kyle says. What do he say that you don't believe? Let me know. I'll comment on it. I'll give you my thoughts on it. <laughs> Pardon my wave. I don't know if this is sarcasm or not. Damn, this is the first time I don't know anything about the team as a whole. Where are we going starting week one? I mean, we know plenty. We know who the starters are going to be. I don't think there's – I think the one position that we might not know for 100% certainty – is maybe the top defensive end spot. Uh, they might try to do like a uh, a Nick Bosa. They might try to do like a Bosa, Kinlaw, Hargrave, Armstead front, or it could be Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, and Jackson front. You know, that that's a little bit up in the air. They might um, – I think there's a good – open battle right now for the nickel position the nickel the nickel position is, is going to be a nice battle i love what i'm hearing and seeing about our guy diamador lenore absolutely love that i love hearing that if you guys don't get anything else from um the brick by brick go watch watch how our new defensive coordinator and wilkes interacts with his his secondary people It's not just rah, rah, rah. It's teaching. It is, it, it is like personalized teaching for these guys. And I think that's I think that's very valuable. I think that's incredible. All right. Um this game is just about over, man. These Eagles, they got to get through it. They got to get through it. What You guys tell me what you're looking for. Tell me what you guys want to see. Fluffy Ninja is calling somebody soft and literally has Fluffy in their name. But I'll entertain it. For being a first-rounder, Kinlaw is soft. Can you explain to me what you mean by soft? I'll, I'll entertain it. I will absolutely entertain it. Let me know. What do you mean by soft? Because I don't know what you mean. What does that mean? You break it down for me, and I will let you know. Uh, the, I do see a good question here saying, is Jack Coletto still around? It's weird. Um he is listed on the team, on the team's roster, I believe. Let me double-check that. He's still listed on the team's roster, but all the fullback snaps last week went to Dwelly. Dwelly was in the fullback position, and Dwelly's been the, the fill-in guy when Juice is out anyway. 
Um, I don't recall seeing Coletto out there last week. I could be wrong. Um, he wears number, let's see if I can find that on here. He is wearing number 33. I can pull the, I can pull the film up in the background here and see if he was out there, but I don't recall seeing him. Let's see. Let's fast forward to the fourth quarter. Let's see if he got any reps out there. All right. I'm fast forwarding. I'm fast forwarding. I just want to see if we saw any Coletto out there because it's definitely Ross Dwelly 82 out there right now. All right. Let's see. Here we go. This is midway through the third quarter. Oh, is that him? Ah, he is out there. What about that? How about that? Boom. Right there. Coletto is there. So, yes, he is He is still with the team. He is still with the team. Um, now, you know, if you guys tune in tomorrow, we'll be talking about him on Patreon, on Patreon. So, Coletto is still around. All right. This man was drafted in the first Rams. I still don't know what that means by soft. This man was drafted in the first round and hasn't been able to produce a dime. Oh, a damn thing in the past three years. So you're saying he's not productive. There's a big difference between productive and soft. He's been injured. He's been injured. He's not soft. I don't, I still don't know what you mean by soft. Where I'm from, if someone were to call you soft, like it's, it's an attack on your manhood, not on how well you play, uh, you know, or how, how, how hard you work. That's not what, that's not what soft is. So I, I just don't know what you mean by soft. And I'm not trying to be funny at all. I just want to know what, you, what you're talking about. If you're saying that he's been injured and or he doesn't have any production, yeah, that's fine. If that's what you mean by soft, then I agree with what you're saying. I wouldn't use the word soft to describe him. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be my descriptive word for him. I, I wouldn't be saying soft is all I'm saying. Thoughts on Deshaun Jameson. Listen, I love this kid as a returner. Like, wow, right? I was very, very impressed with what I saw from him uh, as a returner. Very exciting. Uh, so much so that there was a part of me that actually thought that it was uh, the way he was moving. I thought he was a wide receiver out there. Boy, was I wrong. I had to look up and be like, oh, shit, that's number 22. That is not number 10. That's 22. I liked what I saw from him as a returner. As far as corner and coverage, I didn't pay enough attention to it, but tune in tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow. We'll have some fun. Patreon. All right. So we will definitely be doing that breakdown as well. All right. Um, Mike, thoughts on Thomas? He had a good game versus the Raiders, and I heard they're giving Demo reps inside and Thomas reps outside. They are moving these guys back and forth. Um, and I think that's I think that's for the benefit of everybody. They really want to see who can do what. Um, we, we, a lot of people thought that Demo would have been a better fit inside when then we saw him get some inside reps and then we saw him go back outside and all. He's been back and forth throughout his career. Um, and it's just when it comes to Ambry Thomas now, um, I believe that he's better suited for outside, but there were some issues with him. 
it does seem like that he's working through them. It does seem like he's getting better. But we also got to keep in mind that this was a game against backups. This was a game against backups, backups. So you kind of got to take some of it with a grain of salt. Again, I think that we, as the observers from the outside looking in, will be able to get a much better idea of who these players truly are following this upcoming game, not this Raiders game. I take nothing from this Raiders game series, nothing. I think that the goal and the objective of both of the teams was just to get out of there as healthy as possible. And they did, they did just that. So uh, I, I think that this next, this next game is the one that we really need to pay attention to. I really do. I thought Jeremy uh, Nichols was 33. He was, let me see, unless the team's website is wrong. I'm looking at the site now. Actually, you are correct. Both guys are 33. How's that? That's weird that you see two guys on the offensive side of the ball wearing the same number. That's really weird. And that means that they're, they're never going to be on the field at the same time. You're not allowed to do that. That's what I, I mean, but then again, you're kind of stuck. The Niners have a lot of retired jersey numbers, so they can't use them. And when you got a, a roster, a 90-man roster, and only 100 numbers to choose from, once you got some retired numbers, you're, you're kind of stuck scrapping. You know, you're stuck scrapping and scraping. We have number zero through, you don't, there is no number one on the team. There's two number fours. There's two number fours on the team. Five, six, seven. There's no number eight for obvious reasons. There's two number tens. 13, 14, 15. There's no 16. Obvious reasons. 18, 19, 20. There's no 21. Shout out to Frank Gore. Uh, 22, 22, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 233s, 236s. That's, now, that's interesting. No 34, 35. Hmm. Uh, no 37. No 42. We know why. No 49. Now that's weird. We usually have a 49. We usually have a 49. But that might be the team's number for like the, you know, when, when there's a new player, they put it on 49. I don't know if, if they're doing that. I know the team uses that for their fans. Um, if you guys were part of the 49ers, uh, the, the supporters club, they one of the things they sent out to you in the, in the package was, uh, it's like a poster, and you have your own locker in between two star players, and your number is 49, and it says, you know, mine said Andrews. It's my last name. Uh, so it said number 49, and it was Andrews. So I thought that was pretty cool. They, they might not have given that out for that reason. There's no 52. I think we know why. Uh, there's two 55s. Yeah, so, you know, with them not having so many numbers out there, you're going to have to get some overlap. It's just really, really rare that you get them on the same side of the ball. That's that's the that's the rarity in it. And so a fullback and a running back having the same number. And then here's the here's the weird thing. According to the team website, as of right now, there's still three unassigned, uh, three players with unassigned numbers. So this probably isn't up to date. Taco Charlton doesn't have a number. Breland Speaks doesn't have a number. And neither does uh, Kavaya uh, Tizino. 
Kayava uh, Tazino doesn't have one either, the linebacker. So it's interesting. Very, very interesting. DTR is a stud. A lot of people liked him. A lot of people want the Niners to get him in the mid-rounds. I like it. Mike, you're the master of blindfolding yourself when it comes to your dudes on the team. I give you that. Well, what is that in reference to? Who was I? Who 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 am I ignoring the truth about? Let me know. Let me know, baby. Let me know. Over under ten interceptions for Brock Purdy this year. Under. I will say under. Wilkes isn't too happy with Oliver. I, 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 I can't say that he's not too happy. I don't think he's happy with what he's seeing. I think he likes the young man, and I think he just wants to get more out of him, you know. But it's saying something that they're they're rotating guys out there at that nickel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, DTR. I like to call him DTP, man. Disturbing the peace. I like that kid out there, man. I like him. Uh, Mike, what do you think of the O-line guy from Buffalo? Is he trash? The O-line guy from Buffalo. Well, there, there's been a lot of bad stuff going on from uh, offensive linemen. Now, I need to figure out exactly who it is you're talking about. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see if I actually have a thought on this person. Well, it's not him. It's not him. It's not him. It's not him. He's from New York. It's not him. Uh-oh, my phone's going off. It's not him. It's not him. This guy's from Washington. So it's not him. It's not him. He's our guy. It's not him. I don't know who you're talking about. Let me see. I, I don't know. When you say Buffalo, are you talking about a college team, Buffalo? What do you, what do you, you gotta let me know who you're talking about, buddy. Will, Bill, let me know. Mike, any fantasy league draft-worthy 49ers? Christian McCaffrey. I would say Christian McCaffrey. Um, and probably probably George Kittle. Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. Mike, look at your phone. My man paid to say this. I told you all my phone was going. I'm going to get in trouble. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to have a special announcement on Saturday before the game. All right. Well, I'm going to have to try to fight to get here. Uh, I got some family obligations, guys. I told you guys about the loss in the family. So I'm 
I do have plans for the Saturday show, but we're going to have to try to see what I can do. I have to see what I can do. Oh, you said Feliciano. I don't have Feliciano's being from Buffalo. I thought Feliciano was from the Giants. Am I wrong? Let me see. I really thought Feliciano was from the Giants. Is it Buffalo? John Feliciano. Okay. Okay. He was with the Giants last year and then three years before that with the Bills and then four years before that with the Raiders. I see what you're saying. Okay. My apologies, man. All right. I, I see. I see. I don't like him. I ain't feeling. I ain't feeling. But it's just one game. We have to see. I don't, I'm not going to judge anybody on one game, especially this game after the joint, uh, the joint practices. I, I told you guys that I'm not going to judge anybody on that one. Um, I want to see, I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see the team actually trying against the team that they didn't just play with uh, throughout the week. That makes any sense. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold my breath on that. All right. Thoughts on the three offensive tackles the Niners brought in. I don't know anything about those guys and I wish they would bring in some, some other people. I wish they would bring in some other people, but I don't know anything about them. I just think that these backup tackles weren't looking too good. They weren't looking too good at all. So the Niners have to really, really do something here um, and, and get things figured out. All right. Uh, guys, what are you looking for? What do you want to see next week? We're going to wrap this thing up at the hour mark here. We're going to wrap it up soon. My replay is over here of the Niners game. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Latu reminds me of Stonehands from Necessary Roughness. You know what? You know what's really bad about the Latu stuff? He can run. He can block. He just can't catch. He might be the kind of player that's worth keeping around. You guys are going to think I'm crazy. Drop everything in preseason. Start catching in, ca in camp. Drop everything in preseason. But run those damn routes. Block your butt off. And drop everything in preseason. Niners cut him. And then stash him on the practice squad. And make that man live on the jug machines. You can't teach athleticism. You can't teach speed. But you can teach someone to catch. You can teach someone to catch. Players can develop hands. I think that he needs to live on the jug machine. Do you think we see a lot of Danny Gray versus the Broncos? A lot? No. But some. He'll probably play a whole quarter at some point. They'll sprinkle him in here and there. <laughs> that is so Mike. Wait, what I do now? what I do? what I do? Oh, saying stash him? <laughs> Tell him to drop everything in preseason? I don't want him to put out a, a lick of good film. But if I can find out that he's reporting, uh, re improving during, during camp, if I can find out that he's improving during camp, during these private practices, and that he's living on the jugs machine, I'm all for it. I want him just playing catch for a living. Like, not on the record. Not on the record. 
That's what I would like to see. I want I want to see these guys improve, man. I I don't like I don't like when when rookies any position anywhere get labeled bust before they ever touch the field for real. And I understand, like, listen, the NFL puts a lot of pressure. Not everybody's going to make it. You know, how many players are in the league right now? How many players are in the league right now? 2,000-something? Well, it's, 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 it's 90 men rosters, right? Well, plus the bonus position on each one. So I think I think every team has 91 or 92 players because the uh, international guys don't count. And there's 32 teams. There's almost 2,912 players in the NFL right now. Almost half of these guys are about to get cut. So it's not a it's it's not it's not a um it's not about you know can they make it, won't they make it? Most of the guys don't and won't make it. And that's that's absolutely fine. I respect them for getting this far. Anybody, but I do believe that people can improve. I have never once believed that a guy from day one is a finished product. Because that means you don't believe in coaching and developing. I believe in that. I personally believe in that. I think you can draft somebody for traits and then work on faults. Certain things are teachable. Callie says, we got to get Mike on Terra Dome's show. That would be fire. I don't think you guys would be as entertained as you think. I would happily go on there, by the way. I support I support all my people. Terra Dome and I disagree on a whole lot. Now, I will say, I was a little scared. Last couple of shows, I saw him agreeing with me with some stuff, and I don't, I don't know if I like that. I started to think maybe one of us was getting sick. I didn't know what the hell was going on. But I don't know if it would be good. I've seen Terra Dome's show. I've seen him on other people's show. He does a lot of yelling, and I'm not going to yell over people. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that way. And I'm, I, I am a big proponent of... The loudest person isn't always right. I usually think that people who have to yell a lot to get their point across or keep saying the same things are usually wrong. That's that's how I usually feel. And so, you know, I sit back and I play moderator a lot. You know, I, I get to play moderator a lot. I do get to enjoy when I get to yell. Um, but, you know, it is it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's going to be a blast, Callie. It's going to be a blast, man. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Now, see, this is weird. He says, Danny Gray, he might be another Pettis. Gray has been invisible. I don't know if I agree with this. I don't know if I agree with this. I Now, I did ask some people about Gray, and I have heard some things. He's, he's improved as a route runner. He is doing a lot of the underneath stuff, and he wants to show that he is not just a deep threat. I really like that about Danny Gray. How true it is, I don't know. I haven't seen it myself. I haven't seen it with my own two eyes, right? But from what I've heard and what I've seen, I mean, from what I've heard, when I ask about him, it's been positive stuff. Domination on both sides of the trench is what I want to see. Thank you for answering my question. Thank you for answering my question. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know how dominant we're going to be as far as uh, against another team's offensive line. I think our defensive line is just lacking heart right now. You're not going to see Hargrave out there. You're not going to see Armstead out there. You're clearly not going to see Bosa or Jackson. Your whole, your whole starting cast is not going to be there. You probably won't see domination, but I would like to see these guys not getting pushed around the way that we did against the Raiders. I saw them just getting flung left and right. I mean, there was no there was no penetration on passing downs. There was no uh, I, they were okay against the run, but it, it, it wasn't it wasn't nine or ball. 
It wasn't nine or ball. It's not what we expect. That's why people were saying the depth is missing. But again, I didn't want to judge them too much based off of that. I want to see improvement. I want to see the quarterbacks get a little bit more protection. I also want to see the quarterbacks get the ball out of their hands in time. So, you know, a lot of that goes different ways. I have seen I have seen stats come out after games and PF, PFF gradings and rankings with people having really, really high rates. And I'm saying here, like, this guy let the quarterback get hit five times. But because the quarterback threw the ball first, it didn't count as a hit or a pressure allowed or anything like that. And so I, I don't know, man. Um, the quarterback can can make the offensive line look better or worse. You know what I mean? Uh, I, you know, a lot, a lot of people are talking about Elm Manning. You know, I said this at the beginning of the show. Manning is getting a lot of praise. But Jason Poe had a really, really good game. He allowed one sack and he allowed one hit. And the, the hit that he allowed, he had his guy blocked and Trey Lance started to scramble. And he had no idea. He looked around like, oh, shit. He thought the play was over. The ball was supposed to have come out of his hands a long time before that. Trey was still scrambling around. He said, oh, shit. He pursues to get back in the position. And the guy, the, the defender, got hands on Lance. It wasn't a, a sack or anything like that. But it was technically a hit by his guy. But he thought the play was over. And, you know, so um, you got to play through the whistle. You know, that's something that he'll learn. That's something that he'll learn. Can we make sure we keep Ronnie Bell away from punt returns? He has a huge issue coming, calling for a fair catch uh, with defenders two yards away from it. You know, I am so torn on this. I'm so torn on this. So during the game, I kept telling myself I wanted to see some fair catches on kickoffs. They brought this rule in from the XFL where uh, a fair catch anywhere inside the 20, you can bring the ball out to the 25. And I'm like, why don't we take advantage of that? Why don't we take advantage of that? Because none of our tournament on kickoffs got the ball past the 25. I think it happened. I think, I think, I think one time. I think one time. But just call for the fair catch and advance the ball to the 25. But that's some in-season shit. How are we supposed to evaluate how these guys are as returnmen if we ask them to just fair catch the ball? So I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it right now. I'm not mad at it right now. You know? Uh, so I do want to see these guys continue to, to bring the ball out, for better or worse. Let me see if you can break some tackles. Let me see if you got that special trait in you. You know what I mean? Uh, but I don't like seeing people retreat. I saw I saw somebody, I ain't going to say no names. I saw my man catch the ball and start going backwards and turning and spinning and all that stuff. You can't do that in the NFL. You can't do that in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Now, punt returns, that doesn't work. You're right, Tika. It's not like that on punt returns. It's only like that on kickoffs. But either way, I still want to see these guys try. I do want to see these guys try. Now, you also got to be smart and protect yourself. You got to know when to fair catch, because if you don't fair catch and they pop you and you drop that ball, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. That's never good. So, you know, I, I do agree with you on, from that aspect, from that perspective. You know what I'm saying? I do agree with you there. But keep on bringing the ball out, guys. We got we to evaluate them somehow. All right. Listen, guys, we are over an hour. Um, let, me, let me recap some of my final thoughts, what I think we're going to see coming up against the Broncos. I think the run game is going to be really, really, really impressive. I think the Niners found something with a couple of offensive linemen this last game. But again, it's hard to take anything away from it, positive or negative. So I want to see. I want to I want to have my pen and paper and the guys that I thought were pluses, the guys that I thought were minuses and really really evaluate them and see if they do better, the same or if they're worse and we'll know. And that will be more indicative of who they really are. 
not after a week of practice against the same team. I think the run game is going to have to improve. And not I'm not saying that because we need it to improve. I think that this was not 49er-style running. I'm talking play design. I'm talking execution. I was really disappointed in the run game overall from the 49ers. First, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, live watch, I felt like if it was a play that was blocked for a yard or two, the guys would get the yard or two. I don't even think that anymore. Um, so I want to see what these guys can do. I want to I want to see the run game improve. I want to see the blocking improve there. Um, I think that all of the quarterbacks, especially if Brock plays, I think all of the quarterbacks come out on fire. I think there's going to be some extra juice in this if the starters can get a series. And I say that because if they come out, there's going to be a message that has to be sent. I can do what that guy can do. I think there's going to be an internal competition with each other. And I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I think the quarterbacks are going to be on time. They're going to be in rhythm. And you want to see that carry over from the last game. You want to see the improvements from one game to the other. All right? I think the quarterback's going to be good. I think the corners, the cornerbacks, the DBs, and the safeties, it's turnover game. This game right here that's coming, this is going to be a big, big turnover game for the 49ers. I'm going to predict it right now. There's going to be at least four turnovers caused by this 49ers defense. Four. I'm telling you guys right now. I'm telling you right now. Four turnovers. Sounds crazy, but I think they're salivating. You know? Again, you got to remember that these guys are asked not to go as hard after practice and all that stuff. And if the starters are going to get any reps at all, we're going to see it. They're going to set the tone. They're going to set the tone. And it's going to be infectious. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be infectious. And that's what we were missing last week. None of the starters, none of the starters were down there did anything. It's going to be infectious this week. Corners, step up. Quarters, quarterbacks, step up. Running backs, big step up. Wide receiver blocking. Huge, huge step up. Huge step up this week. We're going to see it. I'm telling you guys, we're going to see it. We're going to be blocking for each other. It's going to be really, really good. Jason Poe, I'm going to be watching him very, very closely. He was re- he was very easy to watch, uh, all 22, even on the game copy. Very easy to watch. He played left guard. The white sleeves. Yeah, the white sleeves. There was one time where a left tackle came in, and he was also playing with white sleeves. Uh, confused me for a half of a play. And then when you realize how far away he is from the center, it wasn't a big deal, right? Um, but, yeah. I'm going to be watching Poe very, very closely. Manning is being hyped up all week online. Shout out to uh, Graham, Brad Graham. He's he's putting his name out there a lot, man. Um, people are getting getting they're buying into the hype. I'm looking forward to it as well. He's going to have a lot of people watching him, man. Hawaii, you know, represent prayers out to Hawaii. Still, you know, they're going through what they're going through out there. Um, people are going to be watching him as well. I would also really like to see the centers play better. All of them. All the centers have to improve in pass protection. Every single one of them. There were guys just getting thrown back. Feliciano, I can't. Oh, my God. Just getting. Uh, no, Zakel. Zakel. Literally in the lap of the quarterbacks. That has got to stop. You got to learn to anchor or something, dude. Like, get, spread those legs. Get a wide base. Like, I, we, you just can't play center like that in the NFL. Sorry, but you can't. So, that's where I am with it. Those are the improvements I'm looking to see. Um, I think the wide receivers naturally have good games, a lot of short passes. Um, I think Kyle will give each quarterback one deep shot. I think he will give each quarterback one deep shot this game. Just one. 
Just one. Uno. All right. Um, I think the the wide receivers play well. I talked about their blocking, but even their pass catching, I think, will do good. Uh, some contested catches will be out there as well. That's going to be fun to evaluate and see who who's got it, who's the 50-50 guys and all that kind of stuff. So I love, love, love it, love it. All right. That's what I got for you guys. Oh, and special teams, by the way, special teams. Um, kind of a bounce back game for Jake Moody. Kind of a bounce back game for Jake Moody. I think he comes in there and he goes two for three for field goals, two for three. And I think the Niners are going to put up a lot of points in this game. I think that they're going to, they're going to kick probably four or five field goals. Moody will get three of them. He'll get three of them. He's going to get more than half of them. And uh, he's going to miss one. I do think he's going to miss one. All right. Uh, so a good, a good fun game that I'm anticipating watching. Um, if I had to try to predict the final score right now, dominant game from the defense, the defense might even score a good game for the quarterbacks, good game for the wide receivers, good game for the running backs. He missed it both ways. Wow. This guy right here is Jake Moody. Are y'all watching this Eagles game? He missed both kicks. York. He missed one to the right, then one to the left. It's a tie game with a minute 52. Oh, my goodness. Yow. <laughs> Jed York. <laughs> Miss field goal now. Um, what, what QB stands out this game? I think Sam Darnold. I didn't say stand out, positive or negative, but I think that a statement will be made about Sam Darnold this game. Expect him to get the most snaps. All right. Expect him to get the most snaps. Um, I'm hoping for improvement for all of these guys. I want to see. I want to see good plays. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that want to see people be bad. Right. Like if 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 I want if I want Trey Lance to win this backup position, and I do. But if I if I want Trey Lance to win the backup position, and Sam Darnold comes out and he goes ten for thirteen for 194 yards and two touchdowns then I want Trey Lance to go 13 for 13 with 210 yards and three touchdowns. I just want one guy to be better than the other. I don't want any of them to be bad. I'm not one of those people that thinks that Sam Darnold is some uh, reclamation project that can never be good. I don't think that. I think systems matter, and I think Sam Darnold is in a really good quarterback-friendly system if you follow your reads and get rid of the ball on time. That's, that's, that's it, you know? Um, so I think he can be successful here. I think all these quarterbacks can be successful here. I want to see Lance improve. I want to see him be more decisive. I want to see him trust the reads immediately and stop hesitating. Um, but I think all the quarterbacks are going to have good games. I said that already. So I think I think Sam Darnold has the opportunity to get a lot of these faithful off of his back that are being negative on him. Hopefully he takes advantage of it. But I'll tell you what, if he proves him right, man, oh, man, it's going to be ugly for him. It's going to be ugly for him. They, they, they might talk about Sam Darnold worse than they talk about Trey Lance, like the people that just don't like him. The people that don't like Trey Lance talk about him negatively, uh, but the people that don't like Sam Darnold, they might be a little bit more insulting with how they talk about him. And I, I don't like that shit. I, I hate the way we put each other down. I hate the way this team, this fan base, is putting these quarterbacks down. It's like if you're not the starter, they treat them like if you're not starting for the San Francisco 49ers, you're starting for the Seattle Seahawks, and we hate you. And that just doesn't make any sense to me. They're all on this fucking team. We got to stop doing that. It's driving me crazy. So that's all I got for you guys, man. Thank you all. You have been an A-plus dynamite uh, audience tonight. 
I appreciate you guys. Hope you guys have a phenomenal evening. I will talk to you guys soon. Hopefully you guys can uh, catch up with me on Patreon. I might even do a live Patreon tomorrow. Uh, I know that there's two recordings that will be uploaded. Maybe I'll do a live one uh, instead, you know. But that's all I got for you guys, man. That's going to do it for us tonight. Y'all know how I get out of here, man. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. I'll see y'all soon. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey. See, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us, we them nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing.